So this morning, um, it's a privilege to be here as always, and I'm going to be um, speaking from Psalm 29, um, if you want to open that and read through with me. Um, this week was a tough one to to uh, to prepare for, and um, the the rota for the preaching has been done out for you know the next couple of months, and we have the the Bible project plan, um, and so the everyone who is preaching is going to be using the week leading up to to their Sunday, whatever whatever chapters we're reading that week. That's the um, what we're preaching out of, and I read I read ahead this week and I was like man there's really nothing jumping out of me here and it got to Wednesday and I was uh, I seen Noel and Noel said oh what are you preaching on a Sunday and I was like I, I, I have no idea I still don't have anything and uh, then he's like ah sure you still have a few days left and all and I was like yeah right Lord I need you to come through with something here and uh, then Friday night I was I was studying and and uh, the Lord spoke to me out of Psalm 29 so praise God that he always comes through and uh, when you need him, because I I have nothing to to give, only what he what he allows me to give and share. So, um, <clears throat> praise God. Psalm 29. I'm going to read through it, and then I'll get into what the Lord has spoken to me. Um, it's only 11 verses, so it should be quick enough. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord glory due to His name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The glory of the God of glory thunders. The Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The voice, or the Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips forests bare, and all in his temple cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. So when I read this first, before um, getting any sort of insight into it, I was like, this is... This is one of those kind of trippy psalms, right? The ones where David is like... You know, he's up, he's up, he's buzzing after some victory, or he's he's praising God in one of his wild ways, and and he wrote this because this made no no sense to me whatsoever. Um, and you know, some of the other psalms, like some of my favorite psalms, Psalm 23, uh, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Like Psalm 121, I look up to the to the mountains. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. Like some of those psalms are like you know they they minister to you, they speak to you. I'm like reading this saying, uh, the voice of the Lord causes the deer to give birth. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, thanks, Lord. Like, well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and so, what I was reminded of this week is that uh, that context for these is important, right? That so I was like, okay, let's see, let's see what was actually happening when when David wrote this. And uh, what what I what I read was and, and realized, and it makes total sense now. So when when these all of these psalms was written, but especially for in the context of this one, when this was written, the people of the time their their concept of things that are powerful was or things that were that were mighty 
was all stuff that they saw in creation, right? So it was like thunderstorms or earthquakes uh, or like the sea raging in. Um, you know, they didn't have nuclear weapons and didn't have all of these things that, that we would consider powerful uh, today, right? The, everything that they were looking at was either, um, you know, so, something that they that had power beyond their explanation, right? Um, and so David is... is is mentioned in some of these things, right? So when he says the voice of the Lord is over the waters, the glory of the God of glory thunders, he's he's starting to build this picture of the power of God, right? He's starting to build this picture of um, these thing comparing God against these things that we know. So the waters, the sea, right? The huge waves, the things that that you can't possibly comprehend the power of. And then there's God, and he's relating these two things together. And then some of the places that he's mentioning. So um, he he talks about Lebanon. Syria and Kadesh, and he talks about the cedars of Lebanon. Um, these are all things that people would have known of, places. Um, and if you look on a map and you find where these places are, they're quite spread out. So when he's talking about these things, he's, he's talking about this kind of widespread of, of area, right? So when he's saying that um, the voice of the Lord is, is over this place and it breaks the cedars here and um, it... It shakes the wilderness in Kadesh. Like he's talking about this kind of progression moving across the land, right? Um, the cedars of Lebanon was one that I've seen a few times that I didn't really understand. And um, I looked it up and the, the these trees, these cedar trees in Lebanon were considered the, the most majestic and highly prized wood. They were sought, These trees were sought out and the wood from these trees was sought out to make furniture for, for temples and, and palaces. And, and like that's kind of the high regard that, for whatever reasons, this, um, these trees were, were held in. And, and so D- David is saying that the Lord breaks, breaks those cedars. He breaks them. And uh, so again, we're seeing this kind of wide-reaching power of God that is uh, overcoming the things that are considered majestic or that are considered powerful um, or that are considered great in the world at the time. The other thing that I found that I thought was interesting in this was that there was, you've probably all heard of the um, the false god Baal. Um, all through the Old Testament you'll see references to Baal and, and Baal worship. Um, Baal was considered the primary force to be found inside of a thunderstorm. So when there was a thunderstorm, people people would say that like the the thing at the center of that, at the source of that, was was this idol Baal. So then David is saying that this in this psalm he's saying that that God, the Lord, when you when you see the, in uh, in pretty much every of these verses where it says um, the Lord and it's uh, uppercase L O R D, this is the name of the Lord. This is Yahweh. He's saying that his voice is the one who has power over everything that we know to be powerful, everything that you think is powerful, and uh, that that power is is sweeping across the nation, right? That's sweeping from Lebanon through Kadesh, through all of these places on this map. And so I read all this during the week, and I was like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of cool, but it doesn't really, it still didn't really make like it made sense, but I, I still don't get anything from this. I'm like, Lord, what? What, what are you saying here? Because every, I know that every word in the Bible is there for a reason, right? Scripture is 
is uh, inspired by the by the Spirit and uh, inspired by God, and so there has to be something in this. And then I realize what the uh, what David is really saying here. If anyone has listened to, so we you know we're doing the the Bible project uh, plan or this this year, so we're reading through all of these, you know, one chapter a day for uh, for the whole year. Um, they have the the guys behind the Bible Project have a podcast um, called the Bible Project. Surprise, surprise! And um, if you're looking for something interesting to listen to, driving to work or on the bus or whatever, listen, download an episode of of one of these uh, podcasts and listen. To you, the insight that you get into Scripture is amazing. Um, and I was reminded of that as I was reading this. So listen, listen to this. So Psalm 29 is broken down into. Uh, a few different sections, right? So it starts with two verses, then there's seven verses, and then there's another two verses. In the first the first two and the last two, the name of the Lord, Yahweh, is mentioned four times. So four in the first two, four in the last two. Then in the middle, seven verses, the the phrase, the voice of the Lord, or the voice of Yahweh, is written seven times. And then the name of the Lord, Yahweh, is written ten times. And this, this starts to add this extra layer to this psalm that you don't see just by reading the, the words in English. Um, and, and this is, again, where I feel like we kind of lose so much in the translation from the original scriptures to Hebrew, or sorry, Hebrew to English. Um, a few years ago, I was... Uh, living in the states, and we went to uh, <clears throat> we went to Washington D.C. for uh, a weekend. And in D.C., there's uh, the Bible Museum, um, which is this amazing, amazing building. Um, they have these these really amazing um, interactive kind of uh, stories from the Bible, and like it's almost like a theme park. It's ridiculous. It's 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 really really great, um, and we were walking through one display and there was all these Bibles from over the years and showing how, how the Bible has kind of survived all these different, different circumstances and the hands of these people that these Bibles went through. And right at the end of the, of the display, there was this um, rabbi who uh, would write out your name in Hebrew. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And there was no one at him when we went up, so we were like, oh, we may as well see what it's like. And uh, I, have a, I have a tattoo on my arm which is uh, Psalm 23, verse 4, in Hebrew. And uh, so I, th- I was a little bit, little bit cocky, and I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if this guy really knows his stuff. And uh, so I roll up my sleeve on a show, and I said, can you read that for me? And, uh, and he starts laughing. I was like, oh, no. Like, what? <laughs> he starts laughing, and uh, I was like, what's wrong? And he's like, it's, it's Psalm 23, isn't it? Like, you know even though I walked through the valley. I was like, yeah. And he starts laughing again. And uh, he's like, were you drunk when you got it? I was like, no. Uh, and he's still laughing. And, and uh, Becky and uh, two of our friends are over there, like uh, nearly on the floor. And uh, I was like bright purple. And uh, I was like, what? <laughs> where, where is he going with this? And, um, and uh, he said, did, uh, did you use Google Translate? I was like, no, <laughs> no, of course not. I've got a reputable scholar to 
you know, it was Google Translate. And uh, he's like, it's like pigeon English. It's like, it's like, you know, he's, he's, he's like, it's like Yoda reading it. Like, oh man. <laughs> and then he, and then, so right, that was bad, right? Everyone, all the people we were with, like, were on the deck laughing, nearly wetting themselves laughing. I was mortified, have, thinking, I thought I was great walking up here with this, and I just got absolutely humbled. And uh, then he goes, can I take a picture of it to send to my friends? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't know what to say, so I was like, go on, yeah, sure. <laughs> and so he t takes a picture and he goes back to his desk laughing and uh, then gives us his business card and he has a Facebook page. I check that Facebook page every day for the next two weeks, making sure he didn't post a picture of my arm <laughs> to all of his followers. But it's funny how, how we can lose things in translation, right? We can lose a lot of intention and meaning. Um, <clears throat> Some, some things I wish were even further lost in translation, but uh, in this case, I didn't escape it. But in, in the scriptures here, there's, there's some things that we miss going to, going to English from, from the original, where people at the time wouldn't, would, have, would have picked up on this stuff um, and the underlying meaning of it. Um, and the other thing that I learned from that Bible Project podcast is that, um, that people who would, have, who would have grown up being taught the scriptures and learning the scriptures would have been been trained to identify these patterns that they see. Um, so the the you know this is being repeated four times, seven times, ten times, four times, whatever. Um, so what do they, does it mean? So like I said, first two verses, uh, the name of the Lord is mentioned four times. Four is an indication of completeness. Uh, when you see Patterns of four in the Bible, it can mean different things, but for the most part, it, it's looking at completeness. Um, you ever read things in scriptures talking about the four corners of the earth or the four corners of the house or the four rivers of Eden? It's, it's a symbol of kind of being all-encompassing and, um, and, and complete. So like the four corners of this room, uh, you know, that covers the whole the whole room, right? If you take from there to there to here to here, it's the whole room, right? It's complete. The middle of the psalm then was seven verses. Seven is, is a symbol of perfection and it's also another symbol of completion. Um, it's used so many times in scriptures that I, I couldn't possibly go through all of them. Seven day creation, the seven seals, the seven vials, the seven day siege on Jericho, there's there's so many. If you read, if you just look up in the back of your Bible, there's probably a little concordance, and you look up seven. There's going to be so many references there. Um, but the important thing that I want to touch on today is that it's a symbol of of perfection and completion. And then also in that block, so there's seven verses, and the phrase "the voice of the Lord" is written seven times. Um, and then further to that. There's another three instances of just the name of the Lord, Yahweh. So that gives 10. And 10, you're going to see a pattern here, is another symbol for completeness. Um, more specifically, 10 is, is used for kind of uh, earthly completeness. So, um, you know, I have 10 fingers and 10 toes. That's a complete, complete set, like that type of, you know, earthly measure, right? Uh, the Ten Commandments, there was 10 generations on earth before Noah and the flood. Um, it's, it's a measure, of, or it's a symbol of, of completeness, but it's a different 
it's a different representation than four and it's a different representation than seven. Um, if you see patterns of seven and patterns of ten together in the Bible, um, seven will always be the one that's kind of emphasized and it's coming out on top because that's like divine completeness. It's that spiritual completeness that only God can, um, can attain. Um, and so in this case, we have seven and ten uh, alongside each other. And I thought, wow, okay, so there's, there's another layer here to this scripture that I hadn't seen before. Um, but, but still, like, what, what does it actually mean? Um, and, and, and just going over it and, and praying and realizing that David is really hammering home this message that, that God, um, this, the Lord, Yahweh, who he mentions so many times in this um, short passage, is the picture of perfection. He's, he is by his very nature, completeness and wholeness. Um, that he's, he's the picture of completeness, not just in, in our earthly context, not just in um, a, a divine context, but, uh, and not just in this kind of all-encompassing context, but, but in all of them. That this is the pattern that, that David is kind of you know, laying down underneath the words here, is that this whole thing is about the, the completeness that is, that is in God um, and the power that is in God that his voice is more powerful than any power that, and that his reach stretches across all of the land. Um, and then for me, this is the best part. And this, I love that he didn't just cut it off at verse 10, um, but he, he includes this at the end. Verse 11, may the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Despite his awesome power and this kind of... Uh, almost unimaginable um, level of, of wholeness and completeness, despite his, his superiority over everything, that he's still, he's still our God and he's still our Father. And that same voice that in Psalm 18 um, that lays bare the foundations of the earth, um, that, that breaks these majestic trees, um, that, uh, that flashes forth flames of fire, that same voice is the one who comforts brings us strength and brings us peace. And David is really saying here, never mind the things that seem powerful, never mind the, the storms, never mind the waves, never mind um, the things that you, that you judge as, as wonderful in this world, that, uh, never mind all of that, listen to this for power, listen to this whisper, listen to this, who, the one who can, uh, who can bring, if he wanted, in a, in, a, in a word, ultimate destruction, instead brings this ultimate peace and strength. I think I might have shared this story before, but um, I'll share it again quickly. If, like I said if, earlier, a few, few years ago, um, Becky and I moved to, to the States for a few years, um, and we had a plan going over, right? The plan was day one, go and get set up to, with the tax office to make sure that we could get paid, because that takes a few weeks, open a bank account, um, get a phone number, find somewhere to live. That was like that was all day one, right? And that was so we landed on a Thursday night at half eleven or something. Got to the hotel at half twelve, and then we were up uh, out the door at eight of the hotel the next morning, eight o'clock or something, ready to to you know just dis destroy this to-do list of things that we had, and uh, every single one of them just didn't work out for whatever reason. The apartment that we were going to look at was already gone. Couldn't open a bank account without social security number, uh, couldn't get a social security number because th some, there was a problem with the visas, 
Um, so like everything was just this domino effect of, of failure in our eyes. And uh, we didn't know where we were going. We didn't know anyone. I remember we had rented a car and we were driving down some highway or a street or something and um, Becky was holding my phone with uh, Google Maps on it and uh, neither of us could see it because we were crying and just like, it was just mental. And we got back to the hotel that night um, just feeling this level of defeat that I've never felt before and just being like, <laughs> I just, we literally just moved our whole life here for, for, for what, day one, everything has failed. Um, but then the voice of the Lord comes through and we're sitting there and we're like, man, we've, we've stepped out of, of God's will here and we tried to do everything in our own strength. We tried to do everything that, uh, according to what we measured as the right way and what we measured as, um, as the proper way. And so many times we bring about our own destruction by chasing other things that we think are powerful or people that we think are powerful or influential or chasing our own will in different ways. And I was reminded of that reading this psalm and, and seeing this this stuff that's that's kind of hidden in here that that the Lord is, is greater than all of that stuff. The Lord is greater than my plans. The Lord is greater than my failures. The Lord is greater than uh, my pain or my suffering or, or uh, any of the things that I come up against or um, try to get through. Never mind the things that seem powerful. Listen to the one who is power. And I just love the 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 imagery of um, of the Psalms in general, but like especially in in this one and in Psalm 18, where it just talks, you just get this real visual of the power of God, like the kind of coming down from heaven and in, surrounded by clouds and there's lightning and flames and this like immense power. Um, and he speaks to us th- not through the storms and not through earthquakes, but through a whisper that this ultimate power can do whatever he wants, but speaks to us with this tender whisper. Um, and the other things that we were reading this week, it was uh, Acts 21 when Paul uh, is being warned not to go to, or what will happen to him in Jerusalem, right? Remember the, um, this prophet comes and, and takes his belt and binds up his feet and says, this is, uh, this is how they'll treat you, Paul, in, in Jerusalem if you go there. And uh, Paul's like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm willing to die for, for this message. And, and it says at the end, they, they gave up and, and left it to God's will or something like that. And uh, I remember thinking, like, gosh, that's... Reading that, I was like, man, that's tough. I don't know if I'd go. Like, you know, reading, if someone came up to me and, and did did that, like tied themselves up, lay on the floor and started prophesying, first of all, I think there's uh, something going on, right? I'd probably, I'd probably move to a few feet further away and, you know, wonder what, what they're dealing with. But I don't think, if I took it seriously, I don't know if I would do it. I'd like to think I would. Um... But then I remember sitting in a hotel having not done what, what was his will. So I know that I fall, fall down in these areas, as we all do at times. Um, but then a few, two chapters later in, in Acts 23, verse 11, it says that the Lord came and stood beside Paul and encouraged him. And it's like, man, that's, that's what happened to me. That was, that's my, that's my story is... We sat in that hotel room 
in in Michigan in a place we didn't know in in this trial that we couldn't have anticipated or comprehended really at the time and the Lord was in the room with us comforting us giving us strength filling us with his peace it's a lot easier to to walk in his will and to to put aside the the things that we try to put to put up to hold us or to support us the you know the things that we consider or that society considers great or powerful or majestic it's a lot easier to put all that stuff aside when you know the one who's standing beside you and you know the one who's who's walking with you and it's just i thought it was cool that this is not a new this is not a new thing for god that that david was 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 saying the same thing through this psalm to his people that uh, never mind all that stuff listen to listen to this god listen to who who this god is and he's the one who brings you peace and he's the one who brings you strength so what i read from this is David is telling us to to listen, listen to the voice, listen listen for the voice that not only can do all of this stuff, and he can and he does, but who can bring strength and who can bless us with his peace. Listen, listen to that voice. Um, and so, in finishing, Rob, I'm wondering, can we finish with that last song that you that you sang there? Um, I don't have a, you know, an altar call or anything like that today. That um, I just want us to, I want to, to challenge us just to listen and to be to be still and listen for that voice, um, because with everything going on and despite, um, and, and God can God can show up in in ways that we can't imagine. But um, it's easy to miss the the whisper when when everything else is roaring. Um, it's easy to miss it, miss His voice when. When life is 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 wreaking havoc and things are going wrong from our perspective, and it's easy to lose sight of 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 him and his will and and what who he is and what he does. Um, so I want to take a few minutes just um, as Rob plays, just to just to listen, just just to say, Lord, putting everything else aside and I'm listening for your voice. So Father, we thank you for for who you are, Lord. We thank you for your love and your kindness towards us, Lord God. That um, that even though you could you could destroy everything in a moment, Lord, that your mercy and your grace abound, and that instead you you minister minister to us, you comfort us, you give us your strength and your peace. And Father, I rebuke everything that. Um, that we place above you, Lord. I rebuke every everything of this world that we we place our trust in. I rebuke those things in Jesus' name. We declare your name above it all, Lord God. The name of the name of the Lord. We declare it above above every situation, above every idol, above every um, everything in society that we consider great or that we consider influential or or wonderful. That we we rebuke all that. 
in light of you, Lord, and who you are and what, what you've done for us, Lord God. We declare your name above everything, Lord God. We declare your greatness, your kindness, your strength, your peace, and your will for our lives. We declare all of that. And receive it into our lives, Lord God. And Father, help us help us to, to turn those things down, Lord God, to to turn down the the volume on the things that are causing that distraction and causing us to, to turn and 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 face a different direction and let us just be so attuned to your voice, Lord God. Let our ears be just tuned perfectly to to the frequency that you're speaking at, Lord God, that your voice becomes the deafening whisper in our ears, Lord. Father, I declare the promises that are in Psalm 29, 11. Declare that you give us strength and we declare that you bless us with your, with your peace and that we are blessed with your peace, Lord.